G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a wonderful opportunity today to check in on what's happening in the nation of China with COVID-19 and the challenges that has presented. What is it doing for the forward progress of the gospel? Well, let's get some insights from Voice of the Martyrs, one of those wonderful ministries that operates around the world, supporting the persecuted church. Eddie McClintock from Voice of the Martyrs joining us. Eddie, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Pleasure to be here. Eddie, with COVID-19 and the challenges that that has uh, been bringing in China, has that affected, do you think, the way that the church has been able to function? Yes, it has. There's been some positive and also some negatives. The positive is because China has this big mega data approach to um, facial recognition software that they're using to identify people, to actually give them social credits. So if you're a good communist, you get a higher credit rating. Therefore, you can travel overseas. You're more trusted by the government. If you have a lower rating, you may not even be able to buy a ticket between, say, towns for, for a train trip. Uh, those things have made it very difficult for people. Even when you go to church, for example, when you enter the church, there is a barcode you have to scan with your phone to register that you've entered the church. So they know who the Christians are that attend churches on a regular basis. Now, of course, we're talking about the official church here, which is the Three Self-Patriotic Movement. It's sponsored by the government. So it's an unusual setup where the Communist Party, who do not believe in a creation account, they are very socialistic, they uh, don't believe in um, miracles, now sponsor something that has everything to do with the supernatural and salvation and eternal life. And uh, you've got to toe the line if you're part of that church. So there's some things you can preach and some things you can't preach. So when people ask you about the different church movements in China, you've got the Three Self-Patriotic Movement, yes. which is the official Chinese church. That's right. and 25 million members. 25 million members. And hmm. some people will say that sounds pretty big until you hear of the numbers in the underground church. That's right. And uh, those numbers would be roughly what? Right, so you're looking at 100 to 120 million people and one of the fastest growing areas for Christianity anywhere in the world. And interestingly, All made up of small little underground churches predominantly. There are some other gr- bigger groups that meet. In some provinces they get away with it, but more and more they're being targeted by the CCP. And as you say, in the Three Self Movement, which is the government-sponsored church, yes. they're not allowed to talk about anything that doesn't agree with a communist line. That's right. And that means, as you say, those issues around salvation and miracles and uh, those sorts of things, they just can't talk about them. That's right. So it's very interesting when you talk about sin and salvation, for example. You, you, you can't say, for example, that someone who rejects the gospel, especially if they're a good communist, will go to hell. But this is a hell they don't believe in, for example. And you can't say that only Christians will go to heaven. <laughs> mm. So you can't distinguish between that. You know, so there's, there's not a hell to shun and a heaven to gain in the whole process. You can't talk about the resurrection of Christ, for example. That's a supernatural event that they don't agree with. You can't talk about the nearness of the, the coming of Christ either or about the creation account. 
So all you can preach is something that would they would consider benefits um, society. So a social gospel of sorts, like love your neighbor. You know, you can preach that. That's fine. But, of course, um, they also like to restrict what you can and can't share outside of the church. Within the church, you have the opportunity to openly share your faith within their restrictions. Outside of the church, you've got to be very careful in regards to sharing the gospel because they don't believe in take the gospel to the whole world. So outside of the three-self movement, the official church, in the underground church, Mm. they can teach these biblical concepts? Yes, they can, illegally. So what happens is, uh, for example, we've got one of our contacts there that had started up the church about 20, 25 years ago. Uh, He was part of the three-self movement, and then as he got access to a Bible, finally got hold of a Bible, he realized there were things in the Bible that they were not allowed to teach and was frowned upon. So he'd finally got so frustrated with this that he'd started a home group. One home group led to another. Finally, he had people he was training up. He now has trained 450 pastors and evangelists over the last 25 years. Each of these pastors have between 1,000 to 1,200 members under them. So there's about a half a million people just in his little group that we work with. And it's interesting, these, these little groups are made out of house churches between 15 to 25 members. And this is how he's developed them. So they have this incredible network of people, but they meet in small groups in different places. They'll meet up to four times a week and spend time together in prayer and fellowship. I actually was part of it when I was over there about a year and a half ago, one of these groups, and they were singing a beautiful hymn. Up, We were in the top floor of this building, about a 20-story building, and uh, I said, aren't you worried about the fact that they'll hear you sing gospel music if it's what you're doing here is illegal? Like We could be arrested. They go, no, not to worry, because the neighbor on the left-hand side is a Christian, the neighbor on the right-hand side is a Christian, and the one across the <laughs> from the uh, from their apartment were Christians as well. And it is mind-boggling, isn't it, to think of one of the house church movements, the one that you're connected with, having mm. half a million strong. It's not unusual, is it, to hear of these house church not movements that are a million strong. They are some very, very big house church Absolutely, movements. Absolutely, yes. And you know, in some areas where there are... Um, uh, very uh, successful, and they have a little bit more promise, prominence, a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, uh, visibility. Like uh, in the, some of the provinces there, you'll find that uh, there's a lot of persecution there with people being shut down, people being arrested. Uh, and in the arrests, quite often it's just intimidation tactics. They'll arrest them. They may detain him for 24 hours up to three days to embarrass them. Sometimes they'll strip search them up to six times during a strip search. This just happened earlier in the year. Uh, with the uh, New Covenant Church um, over there, and then also pastors now who have been in prison for a number of years. So it, it's very difficult for them. Then you go to other provinces where things are not quite as bad. So there's pockets there. In some areas, the uh, officials there are more strict in regards to adherence to the principles of the three-self movement and what they can and can't do in regards to the gospel. Edian, with the COVID-19 crisis, a lot more people wear face masks. Yes. And uh, you've discovered that in China, there are those who are looking to take that as an opportunity to be able to share the gospel because facial recognition technology doesn't recognize you when most of your face is covered. That's and right. no doubt if you're wearing some sunglasses. Well, facial recognition software is not 100% reliable. Sometimes it will misidentify someone. But if you have a mask, it's even harder. And a lot of people have been taking advantage of this and sharing the gospel. And the, the, the gospel is flourishing in China. I mean, it's, it's growing rapidly. And what is so unique to me is quite often people hear the gospel, uh, they don't even have access to the Bible. 
But when they hear it, somehow it just makes sense. It strikes an answering chord inside of them that they never knew existed. And I've spoken to people there. said, you know, normally we think we've got to convince them through logic or reason if they come from an atheistic background. Uh, these people, people just hear the purity of the gospel, that there's someone that loves them. It's a God. It's a personal Savior. He came. He died for their sins. He rose again, and he's interceding for them in heaven. And when they hear this and they hear the creation account, they just go, this is the truth. I said, well, how did you know? I just know. <laughs> and it's just the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We quite often think we have to be eloquent. We have to be sharp in regards to apologetics. But in those areas there, when people start talking about a God that created because it was an act of love, a God that redeemed when we fell away through sin, um, there's something in their hearts that respond to it. But their response is so sincere. They eat, breathe, and sleep the Word of God. Now, when we send Bibles over there, because it's difficult, unless you're in a three-self-movement church, it's very hard to get a Bible. And even now, there's restrictions because there's a new Bible coming, a new translation from the Communist Party, which will be very socialistic in nature. We think a lot of things will be left out, maybe some things added. But when you try and get a Bible, the only way to get it is through the three-self church, and then you have to register. And quite often, if you're part of a uh, illegal movement, Christian movement, then you can't really register your name because uh, there will be consequences and they'll track you and so on. So we send Bibles through many variety of means. We have some printing presses which are secret. And one Bible sometimes will serve up to five, sometimes even more believers. They'll take the binding of the Bible, they'll break the spine, pull out the leaves, the pages, and then what they'll do is they'll meet three or four times a week. So I'll have Matthew 1 and 2, I'll have that page maybe, and you'll have 3 and 4, and someone will have Matthew 5 and 6. Next time we see each other, we'll swap. And these people memorize the scriptures, they handwrite the Bible. I saw handwritten Bibles when I was there, many of them, just simply because there's such a big shortage of Bibles. However, the communists are very good at propaganda. There is a printing press there. It's the biggest printing press of Bibles in the world in China. You could place an order here in Australia and order a Bible and uh, a number of translations if you want to, 5,000, 10,000, whatever you want, and you'll get a very cost-effective price from Amity Press. However, how easy it is for the Chinese to get their hands on the Bibles. Since um, 2018, February 2018, there's been... Uh, restrictions placed on the sales of Bibles. You can't buy it online. You can't buy it. You can't download apps with Bibles on them in China at the moment. Huge restriction leading up to the launch of the new communist Bible. I'm talking about Bible, Bible, but communist translated. You know, when we hear these things, it's a shock to us because we've known what it is to be free, mm. uh, to have access to what is a reliable, trustworthy translation of the Bible. But yes. Under an authoritative regime where uh, communist dictatorship, mm. uh, these sorts of things become very, very significant. And uh, something here, no doubt, listeners, many listeners will be saying, well, don't we have the same technology here in Australia for facial recognition and for being able to monitor who goes where? Sure. All this is increasing dramatically right now. Uh, this is the sort of thing, I, I suppose, diligence uh, in the way that you conduct yourself as a Christian believer and getting on with the job of mission is going to be something that right now is a priority. Absolutely. Look, th and things could change. I know just recently there was a debate in Parliament regarding facial recognition software and using that in the cities because there's more and more cameras around from security perspective and so forth and cameras to monitor traffic and they can monitor all kinds of things now. I mean, they can even look into your car now and see if you're using a cell phone or not. So uh, that technology is available. Uh, however, we don't have the level of cameras that they have in China at the moment. But if, if, our, 
if our parliament is debating this, we know that that technology is not too far away. And uh, while we pray for our parliament, we pray for our leadership, and I think the Lord's blessed us with some good leadership, um, we've got to be careful of this, and things may change. We, we do see a, a changing attitude towards Christianity in Australia. Matter of fact, we see storm clouds forming on the horizon regarding a tolerance of the Christian worldview. Eddie, and for those who are listening to our conversation now, see, ordinarily, you'd be able to go and present a presentation to a church group. Yes. But all of that's been curtailed because of COVID-19. That's right. So a conversation like this today where you can speak to people who are uh, interested in being supporters of the persecuted church and those ministries that can get in and make a real difference. Mm. Uh, what is your thought or uh, what's your encouragement to people listening now to support Voice of the Martyrs? Well, look, the needs are great. We've had so many uh, requests from around the world uh, for support. We find in many countries now where governments are providing aid to people that unless you are of a particular persuasion, non-Christian persuasion, you will not get support. They'll ask you, like, if you convert back, you will get the aid. So people are starving. So we've had many requests and we've sent money, the Bibles Plus program where there's food and Bibles we've sent through to people. So the challenges and needs are great. But if they go to our website, vom.com.au, they'll be able to find a lot of information there, get in touch with us, even send us an email from there. And if they want to sponsor Bibles, $5 will get a Bible into a restricted country and it will serve up to five, five believers. Well, the website is vom.com.au. That's the website of Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. Etienne McClintock from Voice of the Martyrs. Etienne, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.